Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Gen Z Speaks. We present to you an international youth podcast by Gen Z Education. I'm Shravni. And I'm Devjot. And we are your hosts for today. Gen Z Education is a youth-led non-profit organization that is reinventing education. We provide interactive educational content that takes a new look at traditional approaches to education involving everything from academics and storytelling to current events. Every episode, we come up with content that matters to you. Right from interviewing experienced professionals to inspiring young people, we do it all. Hello, everyone. In today's episode, we'll be interviewing Sanyu Lukoma, who is a teenage entrepreneur, author, and public speaker. Welcome to Gen Z Speaks, Sanyu. We're so glad you would be here with us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to come on your show. Yeah, thank you for being here. All right, so let's get started. To start off, we'll be going, going over your history as an author. When did you first become interested in storytelling and writing? So I've been an avid reader since I was four years old, and I've always had a love for books. I've always loved the art of telling a story. And when I started my nonprofit, Brown Kids Read, I was selling all of these other people's books through our online and pop-up bookstore called the Brown Reads Bookshop. And at these pop-up bookstore events, people would always ask me, you're selling all of these other people's books, where is your book? So eventually I was like, okay, I'll write my book. So I decided to take the money from my sweet 16 and put it back into publishing my children's book. And that's how I decided to write To Be Sunny Smile. But I've also always loved writing and I've loved creating my own stories. When I was younger, I would make up little characters and act them in my head and my family would get annoyed by it, but it was fun. Um, I also used to just write and write and write. So having that love for writing and reading combined was the reason why I decided to write my children's book. Yeah, I can see the glowing well, That's passion. very motivating for all of us. The age that we all were playing with dolls and all, you were doing amazing work, I must say. That's quite interesting. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So what was the writing and publishing process like about your book, uh, Sobby Sunny Smile? It was a lot of different things. Firstly, I would say that it was very educational and informative because I got to learn so much about what it means to actually write a children's book. And I can tell you from experience that people really underrate how much work it takes to create a children's picture book, especially because they see it in context with these long novels and middle grade books. And People think that just because those other books have more words that it takes more work, but not necessarily. Because when I was writing Subi Sunny Smile, I had to make a lot of sacrifices in terms of choosing when to hang out with my friends, choosing when to take a break, choosing when to, you know, just relax instead of work. And I had to make those sacrifices sometimes and I had to work instead of going out and doing things that other teenagers may want to do. But at the same time, from Subi Sunny Smile, I started my own publishing company called Cheer Smile Books. And I would not have been able to do that if I didn't go through the children's book publishing process myself. So it was kind of 
it was an awesome experience overall, but there were some sacrifices that I had to make along the way. That's great. I feel wow, that, that's yeah. quite a story, honestly. Thank you for sharing. All right, so next question. You founded a nonprofit organization, Brown Kids Read, like you mentioned before, at 13 years old. Could you tell us a little bit about your inspiration behind starting the nonprofit? There were a couple of reasons why I decided to start Brown Kids Read. The first one being a conversation I had with my friend. We were about 11 or 12 years old and he and I went to the same school in my school district and he was expressing to me why he didn't like to read. And the reason why is because he didn't see books that reflected people who looked like him and he's Puerto Rican and he is brown. And it was frustrating because I had been reading my whole life and it was a habit to me, but to him, he was deterred from the joy of reading because there, weren't, there wasn't enough representation in the books around it. So when I turned 13 and I decided to start Brown Kids Read, I kept that conversation in the back of my mind. And I always remember it because I know there are so many kids who have experiences like my friend and they don't talk about it because they don't have the opportunity to, or they just accept that it's their reality when it doesn't have to be their reality. And another reason why I started Brown Kids Read, it's actually funny because Brown Kids Read was not supposed to be a nonprofit organization at first. It was just an event that I was partnering with two other authors because I had a party entertainment company before Brown Kids Read. So I partnered with them for the event planning and we threw this event at our local Barnes and Noble bookstore that was called Brown Kids Read because we needed a name for it. And we had so many books. We had a huge bookshelf with diverse books. I mean, any nationality, ethnicity, you could find it on that bookshelf. Um, there were so many different crafts, author book signings. I memorized the book and then performed it as a character performance. And it was just enlightening and a great experience overall because I knew that there were kids there who had never experienced something like that before. And they were so excited when they saw those books and they saw people on the covers who looked just like them to the point where they may have become readers and had a love for reading that they didn't have before. So having that first Brown Kids Read event made me want to replicate it. And that's why I decided to turn Brown Kids Read into a nonprofit in December of that year. And the event took place in June. So that conversation with my friend and the first Brown Kids Read event is why I decided to turn it into a nonprofit. Wow. As a reader myself, I must say, like, the more you talk, the more I admire you, honestly. And whatever you describe sounds like paradise. Honestly, I'm sold. <laughs> All right. Well, adding on to that, I feel that you not only inspire the readers or the ones who have their love for literature, but also the entrepreneurs. We all have dreams to have our own startup or something like that. But yes, you were the one who actually put your words into action. And you did such a great work for especially the kids. And yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. All right, so moving to the next question that over the years since you are writing, you must have gained many skills, many experiences and many knowledge. Uh, you had acquired much knowledge as well, right? So what was the greatest lesson that you had until now? 
Um, overall, in terms of my writing and having my nonprofit, I'd say that the greatest lesson I learned is to not not be scared. So don't be afraid to take a risk because you think that you're going to fail. Just make sure you're prepared to take that risk and you've done the research beforehand. So this is something I talk about when I'm helping other teenage entrepreneurs start their businesses or help their businesses grow. I always tell them that you need to do your research in order to be successful. And yes, there are those weeks where people discover things by accident or their business blows up because of one TikTok. But you have to take the time to look into what you're doing so that you know what's coming forward. And I've seen a lot of small businesses um, not flourish because the person didn't do the work and they didn't do the research. And they come and they're like, oh, I don't know why this isn't working. I don't know why my business isn't doing well. And I'm like, did you look at your target audience? Did you figure out what the best platform would be for you to promote your product? Like you need to know these things in order to help your business. Like you created it. So you need to pour into it and you need to give 100% and do your best. So that's my number one piece of advice that I've learned. I've definitely started out my businesses doing research. Um, Brown Kids Read, I did so much research for Round Kids Read. All of my businesses following, I have made sure that I knew what I was getting into, which is a skill I'm grateful for because I know that a lot of people struggle with that. So it's something that takes practice and it's something that takes determination. So if you don't think that you have the energy or the wherewithal to do research before you start a business endeavor, then maybe it's not for you. But otherwise, just do it because if you put that work in, you'll get the fruits of your labor. Well, that's a very valuable advice that I would always like put forward your reference to all my friends, my fellow mates and everyone. So that's, that's a, absolutely fantastic. Okay, wow, that was amazing. Uh, now back to where it all started though, the love for writing. Now I've got to ask you as a writer, if you could go back to where your writing career started and if you could give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be and why? I would give myself the piece of advice, um, don't be a perfectionist. Because when I was first writing Suvi Sunny Smile, I would try to edit and edit and edit instead of putting all of my ideas out on paper. And then I would get so frustrated when it wasn't perfect or it wasn't the way I wanted it to be. And I didn't know what it was like to write a children's book. I did not know how many rounds of edits, how many rounds of revisions you were going to have to do. So when I first started in the end of 2020, I would go back and tell 15-year-old Sonia, do not worry about it. It's going to be okay. You're going to work with an editor. You're going to get everything right because that first manuscript of Subi Sunny Smile is completely different than the one that is here now, to the point where the original one had no rhyming words at all, and this one is written in verse. So it's not, it's the same story, it's just told differently. So I knew where I wanted the story to go, per se, and there were some changes that happened along the way in the final edit now, that's just common. But otherwise, I know that I have a tendency to be a perfectionist and try to get things 100% right the first time and that's just not reality that's just not how the world works so making sure that I didn't put so much energy into trying to be my own editor would have been very helpful for when I first started writing
as a fellow perfectionist i second that that was yeah. very nice to hear that honestly so thank you yeah so moving on to the next question that you also a confident public speaker and a broadcaster right so what is that like would you say that this experience of yours is due to uh, the experience in literature that has helped you with public speaking as well there are oh many different things that contributed to my public speaking abilities the first one being when i was 9 years old my mom put me in a program called the New Jersey Orators and that's a public speaking program for children to build those skills from a young age so i have been doing competitive public speaking from when i was 9 years old all the way into high school and that really did help with my ability to come up with a speech on the fly um there's actually a competition in New Jersey orders where we have to write a speech within 30 minutes it has to be 5 to 10 minutes long and we have to present it to a room of uh, we have to present it to an audience with judges and our competitors so that really built my skills in terms of being able to speak extemporaneously and not have prior uh pre pre preparation it was a struggle but i've gotten a lot better at it i've also worked on my vocal projection my eye contact everything that has to do with the physical abilities um in terms of being a public speaker and i've always been an outspoken person so new jersey orders helped to refine my skills but there's also another side to public speaking which is the internal confidence and it's the ability to convey your message to people convincingly so Thankfully, I've also loved sales and I've loved uh convincing people to either buy a product or do something I want them to do. So, I just refined those skills as well with New Jersey orders and then in the same year that I started Brown Kids Read, which is 2013, I joined no, it wasn't 2013. My I was 13. 2018, I joined another nonprofit called Kids Hub Media Network and Kids Hub was another opportunity to broadcast and do broadcast journalism which is something that I had not done before because when I first started Brown Kids Read I didn't have my podcast. So Kids Hub I became a junior broadcaster and I'm now a member of their junior advisory board as the communications director but I would go out in the field I would go to different events and I would interview people and I would have to do that research I was talking about before so that I could do the interview properly. I had a mentor who would teach me how to do these things the right way and how to get the right information out of my interviewees. So that's another way that I built those broadcasting skills in particular that you mentioned. So I'd say it's a combination of refining those physical skills um, with Kids Hub and New Jersey Orders, and then of course through the Book Junkie podcast because I've built my interview skills through there as well, and I've taught myself along the way for that journey because I don't I don't work with anybody for the Book Junkie podcast. I'm the editor, the host, the producer, everything. So. those are things that i definitely had to learn by myself and with the help of youtube with some very helpful videos but um yeah overall it was orders um brown kids read with the book junkie podcast and um kids on media network
that's great i feel that the majority of the things that i got to know about you is that you had self confidence and you had faith in your own self that yes you can do it and i guess that is what makes a person best within and i'm totally inspired with you because i also believe in the same principle to believe in oneself that yes i am the one who can do it i have the capabilities to do it so that's amazing right because if you don't do who else is going to do it you're going to be your number one biggest cheerleader at all times so you need to invest in yourself so that you can create a path for yourself absolutely yeah yep i can sort of see the way that your experience has shaped you as a person your passion for reading and your experiences it all comes together so well to make you you and it's just wonderful to see to be honest all right though but now you've got to give us the dirt because you know we kind of need it you know we need the juicy stuff so all right yeah so have you ever found yourself experiencing writer's block and how do you get around it when you do face it it's actually funny i was talking to my mom about that yesterday because i'm in the process of writing my college essays and she was like i need you to finish it by the end of this weekend cuz i'm supposed to send it to um a college essay um coach so that she can help me make it better and i was like how am i going to do this because i'm having so much writer's block right now i already wrote one of my essays and it turned out great and i was confident in that one but this one is really difficult and it's not that i don't know what i want to say and it's not that i don't know what words i want to convey the message with it's just configuring them all in the right way so that i can get the best essay possible and what i've learned through that is sometimes you do need to step away from the laptop you do need to step away from the notebook so that you can think about what you're writing and get some new ideas because some of my best ideas come from when i'm just out and about and i don't expect it and then i have to go into the notes app in my phone and write it down and so that i don't forget it later so you know it, it, you have to get around it because at the end of the day you do have to write it if that's your job like it is to be sunny smile or if you're trying to get into the school you want to go to like I'm doing right now so i do have to write that essay i do have to write my next book and even if i'm having writer's block it it will you'll get around it i know that a lot of people also struggle with that they think that once they have writer's block they're never going to be able to finish that piece of writing and that's just not true it does take time sometimes and it really does take grit it takes grit and perseverance in order to continue that project because writer's block can be devastating and very frustrating but at the same time it gives you a great return when you felt that writer's block and you actually do finish that writing project so it honestly feels like you're describing my life to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's everyone's life that's every writer's life isn't it you got to deal with it at some point exactly. so yeah and your way of dealing with it is great and <laughs> i particularly love the notes app thing i relate to it on a personal level so i've got to say thank mm. you for sharing yeah well uh now for now the, for the last question the last final question my heart is aching because there are so many things to learn from you and to get more about you but yes so now what's your number one book recommendation for our audience the whole audience for all audiences oh okay let me i guess that's a tough question <laughs> i have um i have it here actually um this orange book right here 
is called Unbossed, How Black Girls Are Leading the Way. And it's actually a book that the author featured me in. So there's a chapter about Brown Kids Read and about my experience as an entrepreneur, but that's not the reason why I'm recommending it. I'm recommending it because it features um, a whole bunch of black girls who have done extraordinary things in terms of entrepreneurship and changing the world. And I know that there are a lot of people who us underestimate black girls and they see us as people who are not as smart as others, who are not as capable as our peers. But at the same time, we really are. And we can compete on the same level, at maybe even higher than other people. And it's frustrating when I see people who have stereotypes and preconceived notions of what it means to be a Black girl. And I've had my own conversations with people where they're either being microaggressive, they're being outright racist, or they're just downing my abilities because of my skin color. And unbossed creates an opportunity for people to be more tolerant toward Black girls. But it's not even just a Black thing. It's about entrepreneurship entrepreneurship and change making in general because in that book the other girls who are written about along with me are amazing there is a girl who started a foundation to raise money for cancer patients there's another girl who started this app called not okay where you can have a list of family members and if you're feeling um depressed or if you're not feeling well at that moment you can just send a message out to them and say that you're not okay and they'll be on the lookout for you and they'll make sure that you feel comfortable there's another girl who started a nonprofit so that she could just talk about Gen Z issues. And I think that's so cool, especially in terms of what you guys are doing with this podcast. There's just a bunch of different people on there. And the one thing that unites us is the fact that we're Black girls, but it also shows the diversity and being a human being in general. That's absolutely great. I feel that we should never judge a book by its cover, as it said. And I feel that every person, for that matter, each and every, whether no matter of what age, they have some quality, some talent in them. And we should all be inspired with our peers, with our mentors, as well as people like you, who at such a young age, being the teenagers itself, you've done great for the society as well. So that's, that's fantastic. Thank you. And yeah, it's like, I, I see so many people who doubt just girls of color in general. And I'm like, that's insane. Because first of all, think about it. We're already at two disadvantages. We're people of color and we're girls. Like we're growing up in a society where we're disadvantaged in two ways. So do you know like the perseverance that it takes to even get to the same level as other people in terms of opportunity like if we're there we're there for a reason it's not just for fun so (laughs) it's crazy to me but unfortunately it's the reality that we live in and step by step I'm trying to make my change and I see all these other amazing young girls you two included making a change in this world so I'm proud of you guys and for anyone listening I am proud of you as well I feel surely wow, with thank the, you yeah. so much. With the yeah, amount I'm just of joy. Like I've been complimented by a real life author. This is my dream <laughs> come true, man. You've got no idea. All right. Okay. That's it for the interview. Thank you so much, Sanyu, for coming on to Gen Z Speaks and it was complimenting so great us as well. To have you here today. Yeah. 
sharing your experiences as a youth author and entrepreneur with our audience i feel honored to have an opportunity to actually interview some person like you like i got to learn so many things right and in instance you told many small big and small things that cannot be ignored at all so that was an absolutely fantastic thank you i appreciate the opportunity to come on i feel like we had a really great conversation and this was just an awesome experience overall i can't wait to listen into the rest of you guys podcast episodes like i'm genuinely so excited i looked it up on spotify today so i'm going to listen to everything that you have up and i cannot wait for this episode to be released hello everyone my name's heidi and i'm the host for this small segment of the podcast since our theme for this podcast is literature, I decided to talk about one quote that stood out to me from a book I was reading a while back. All humans make mistakes. What determine a person's character aren't the mistake we make. It is how we take those mistakes and turn them into lessons rather than excuses. So this quote is from a very popular book among Gen Z, which you may have heard of, called It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. To give a little background about this book, it is about a girl named Lily who is starting her new life after college. She meets a man named Ryle in which she starts to develop feelings with until she runs into her very first love. And we all know how that goes. I believe that this quote highlights a very important aspect of the book's message. A trigger warning about the book is that it covers a good amount of domestic abuse and how those who you love can hurt you the most. This school talks about how when people make mistakes, it does not define who they are unless they take those to make up excuses rather than use it as a learning experience. Especially with sensitive situations like these, it's common for many people to not take mistakes as lessons, but rather use them as excuses that also can come off as like trying to learn from them. Um, this relates to one of the characters in the book, and I don't want to spoil too much about the book, but this character can really show you how um, one person can show their true colors in the way they handle making mistakes. Taking this quote and use it as a reminder to use your mistakes as a learning experience and see them as a way to improve yourself. This will help you grow as a person. Also avoid making the same mistake twice. Thank you. Literature, in all its forms, has a lot to offer for young people, regardless of whether you prefer classics, comics, fantasy, mystery, or any other genre of literature, you can learn from the stories you read and you can grow as an individual. Reading can even instill skills and values in you that you otherwise wouldn't be exposed to, not to mention giving you an improved vocabulary. Not only can you benefit from reading, but writing has a lot to offer. Putting your thoughts and imaginations down on a paper can be a wonderful experience. And the more you write, become the more better you tend to get it. Even if you're not looking to become an author yourself, having the ability to write well and share your perspective of the world through your own words is critical to have. All in all, the world of literature has a lot to offer. So find a book to read and pick up your pen to write a story and discover how literature can change your world.
And that's all for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with another wonderful episode very soon. Meanwhile, make sure to visit gensieducation.org to discover everything Gens Education has to offer. And head to our podcast page to submit your questions for our next guest. If you'd like to be a future guest or if you'd like to nominate someone else, submit the interest form on our website. And in the words of the Russian poet Boris Pasternak, literature is the art of discovering something extraordinary about ordinary people and saying with ordinary words something extraordinary. That's Shravni and Devjot signing off for now. Till next time.